how to properly warm up. Properly warm up. I probably would be the worst one in this one myself. Uh, probably the reason being uh, laziness maybe a little bit and being in a rush all the time in between the clients to getting my sessions in but in general ideally you would want to get your heart rate obviously elevated prevents risk of injuries 100% you want to be ready to go in as fast as possible otherwise you have to spend a lot of time I would use some type of mobilization joint anyway let's say I'm starting with upper body even with the squat I would start with any type of lunge movement mm -hmm. to get joints moving out get at blood pumped in the legs and I usually lately use a lot of as well with the clients band pull aparts getting resistance band pulling it apart getting getting my traps rear delts full so even if I'm going front squat, back squat, that back is ready, not only legs. And in general, the best and easiest way to don't overcomplicate if you're stuck with the time would be doing exactly the same exercise, unloaded, then lightly loaded, increase the load because you're going to be moving exactly the way. But yeah, if for the lower body, I would use definitely some type of band workout, not more than three, four minutes, monster walks, crab walks, um glute bridges banded get those glutes activated and then you're ready to go squat squat get two three set, uh, steps to get to your working weight and then another three four sets to bang them out All right. Hello, Andres. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast again. Thanks. I'm back again. Yeah, like we talked not too long ago. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And so, you know, Andres is from Riga, Latvia. He's a personal trainer, fitness instructor. He's in Ireland now for eight years. Just to give him a little introduction. And so we will cover a lot of fitness type of uh, topics and supplements. And we'll see where we're gonna go go today with our conversation. Yeah, we last time we realized we kind of went back and forward, but like maybe went off the road with uh, answers and with the topics. So this time we prepared a few questions, and yeah, we'll try to cover them. Cool, cool. So, Andres, uh, what do you think are the most underrated exercises? Oh, you straight away like that on. Yeah, let's go hot. <laughs> Underrated exercises, um, let's say more so I would say underrated as I would see them less and less somebody do, but years 10 ago, even 20, 30 in a older kind of bodybuilding stylish more of training, because those trends changes was like really yeah. everything changed from aerobics in those weird colorful suits just dancing and moving kind of probably i don't know on what to get fit but that was like a, mm -hmm. that, that all was was vague and fake uh obviously <laughs> probably more more stimulants than actual movement and then change it to the bodybuilding everybody was working out like a bodybuilders diets like bodybuilders because but none of the like a regular persons was a bodybuilder that was just like what's the fastest way to gain muscle train and eat like bodybuilder because he's the biggest one it's not sustainable <laughs> for yeah. a normal person it's not doable and it's not 
not something what they need and then people would go in for three months six months half year year live like that and then realize it was like I live for this, I can't, I don't have real life, I just want results, I want to enjoy this, this is not enjoyable. And people would be really, those who's in bodybuilding, they would be really strict and if they're strict and disciplined, that's what determines your outcome. How dedicated you are, how disciplined you are, uh, nutrition-wise, your training-wise, consistency, recovery, everything. But then again, it consumes all your life back to the trainings yes why why i went through that um i don't see anymore a lot of let's say such a things as use as as cc squats so often mm -hmm. so what more so for... i'd say it changed it it's probably changed it to leg extension at some point more so because it would be similar cover similar thing as a long head of your of your of your quads what's crossing both joints but uh, probably on the CC squat you don't need an actual leg extension it definitely doesn't hit the same same but still it gets that once your hip is extended forward the knee goes travels forward it extends both ways it and then to contract but to get in that position again it's not just jumping in a machine you have a good need a good ability to fix your hips to keep them forward might be your lower back issue, you can't get in there, you're too heavy, you, oh, my knees hurts. But you always can even, if you have seen somebody going on CC squats all the way down to the ground and back up, cool, they advanced. You can bring that level way up, put some box yoga mats, not yoga blocks, start from there, or even a few plates, good block, start from there, pause, come back in. And another one probably you can play around for the long head in between reverse nordic curls with the probably band where you lean up nordic curls uh, Nor nordic curls would be where you hold someone uh where's your heels fixed and you lean on a negative forward and reverse would be where you sit on your feet down and you lean backwards okay and then you try to stand up on your knees but there would be cc squat and that one would be really like kind of similar however on the reverse ones nordics kind of my clients would feel it way better than the cc squat cc squat would feel more so closer to, uh, loading to the knee the other one you would feel all length of the long head that would be kind of one of those i actually wrote down another one dumbbell pullover have you done that slightly uh i haven't done for quite a while but i used to do it quite a lot yeah because it's, I haven't seen it and I don't know any other exercise what would you put really, I know we're still doing even in chin-up form, subnetic grip, lat pull down and that would be similar position but you get way more those elbows stretched over the head yeah. in that position so you stretch your lat, your peg involved, like your triceps a little bit involved. Anterior. Even so far, going in yeah. a stretch position, opening up the chest for mobility to hang in there a little bit. Yeah. And then if you drop the hip, you stretch it even more. Mm -hmm. So somewhere in between getting like as a optimally out mobility and lats involved, that dumbbell pullover still I consider is like one neglected kind of disappeared exercise. Don't see a lot of anymore. Used to be again in the bodybuilding era, seeing it like one of the... It was always in chest press, dumbbell pullover. Sometimes you see it's like I'm giving clients, they're struggling to get over that head, 
pulling the head aside with those things, but uh, they feel great. I use it even for just for the stretch, literally to stretch somebody out, torture and fix the back for the lats. And then, and then to get that overhead where you, for the overhead press, if to somebody fix, you need to open it down, open up them. You want to be able to push that head uh, arm behind the head mobility wise. If you're stuck in front, you definitely want to use something as that stretch. I think it's like really beneficial. And even if you don't go heavy, for the stretch, you just need some resistance would hold you down. Even if you fix yourself with a resistance band, if you don't have weight, that that, that should work as well. Mm -hmm. And what else? Something good, what I haven't been used for a while with the clients as well. I used it pre-COVID a lot of, to be honest. Clients used to cuss a little bit on it because it's a bit difficult. Turkish get up. Oh yeah, yeah. It's tough, it slows you down. They want to rush, do you want to jump up? It was like, no, 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 that's point by point. Uh, by the way, shout out to Derek Byrne, aka Southside Kettlebell. He's a super knowledgeable coach. He's a manager in my Dublin gym, Fly Fit Macken Street. And yeah, he showed me that one. He fixed me whatever I have with the with the con like with the kettlebell stuff. Always going to him. Okay. He's a deep dive into it, born to that, and, and grinding through. So yeah. He would always go in smallest details. He finished all the level courses. He was in the UK and he's actually practicing it. It's not like, it's like, oh yeah, I have this degree and on my paper, he's like living it. He trains like every day you see, you see him with all kettlebells, like all the heavy weird stuff what people couldn't do. It was like, but yeah, love to go with him, always take some knowledge away. So thanks for that. And from him I took, yeah, definitely that's Turkish get up to strengthen basic stuff. You can literally, People would usually what do, especially guys, they would want to overload heavy. But he teaching me to do it opposite. Deload it first. fully, literally. What he took, he put a uh, protein shaker halfway with the water on your fist. So you would try to, instead of loading it up, you try to balance yourself out to slow you down actually to get that movement in point by point to don't spill it. And once you don't spill it, then you can load it up because you know you're moving throughout the points in direct line up. Other than that, you're all over the place, that hand is all over the place, and you're just moving again. Weight from point A to point B without an actual um, necessary outcome, what you're looking for out of it. So that's one of the, and it's hard. It's hard to do it right, but it's so beneficial. And anybody can do it without anything at home. It's more so, not a laziness, maybe, yeah, not knowing how to do it yeah losing interest into it as a because it's hard you have to repeat repeat and get better at it but point by point it was like it gets much better uh i have another one uh something what was developed by olympic lifters actually to strengthen them triceps because they used there wasn't such a thing as the chest press there was overhead pressing originally squatting deadlifting and chest press, I think, wasn't a wasn't a thing. And once there was for overhead press, strengthening triceps, they went into the floor presses. And that's, I think, how started, if I'm not wrong, chest presses, as bench presses, such mm -hmm. a thing. And yeah, floor presses. I found when the clients wouldn't have a control over the weight, they would rush to drop it down and then no stability. I would put them on the ground and let them feel that bounce back that takes like, oh, I can't. You have so to stop. So it stops them at the floor level. Yeah, you stop and start every time from zero. Yeah. Pull yourself together, boom, 
really great for the triceps, mm -hmm. for the control. And then after a while, I bring them back. They was like, oh, this is so easy now. I was like, yeah, a month we was drilling those floor, floor presses and now like, look how you can control the same weight. They're way slower and more controlled on the way down and they stronger at the weakest point at the bottom to get out of it. Because usually they would be, after half, they would be fine. Once they're down, it's hard to get out. They would move around just to get somehow out of it. Obviously the load is too big in that case, but I found it really, really beneficial, the floor press. And I used it myself as well. Yeah, Use so myself. what you try to say is that you really like coaching people the correct technique first before we, we just push them through a lot of tension and lots of stress through the body. And I realized that same myself that the, the technique, not everybody is a long-term athlete not everybody is fully capable of doing correct technique and movement especially if they're very sedentary so i found that if you can help them through the basics and correct them and basically build a really strong base they will be much better off in three weeks five weeks from there because they'll be much safer yeah they will have understanding how they got there and i think it makes them also kind of not excited, but kind of appreciating what they gain because it's measurable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not, I wanted to touch on another one. What would be, I'm not gonna mention even deadlift because that's one of the most beneficials, let's say for a human being, what to do, pull the weight from the ground. Cause it's, it's in people using it. And I think more than ever now, uh, more embracing it somehow and not scaring it away because there is different forms of it. We, thanks God, we have now trap bar, what is a bit safer than a conventional. For some people, there is no need with the conventional. You can always regress with the kettlebells, with dumbbells. There's always way how to go move in that uh, pattern. But sled push is one of the, I think, undervalued things mm -hmm. for the lower body. Yeah. It like gets obviously your core as well, but because you can load it all the way up and do the sled yeah. push, you can play around, you can push it, you can pull it. But in general, if there's a push, it's a natural movement where you get in sprint position, strongest position, what you would create the force driving forward. Like neighbor asks you mm -hmm. to push the car if you never did it, yeah. you're gonna probably create fuck all force. You ain't gonna be much help. You're gonna be standing upright with a shoulder pushing. Mm -hmm. Once you've been in that position, know how to place yourself, hips, hips straight forward and drive through it, it's a different thing. And then it's like groin, hamstrings, calves, you name it, it all works, works together, core. I'm drilling like each client have sled push. They love it or hate it, they have it there. Yeah, in the gym where I used to work, we had a sled there and I really liked it. I even involved the one exercise myself. So imagine you have maybe 10, 20 kilos on it mm. and you're kind of crawling like a spider on the floor and you do like a push-up crawl and you're pushing it forward. Forward, yeah. And then you walk, crawl into it, push it push again. Forward. So it's like you are in a plank and you get low and then you that, that, that should be light sled probably. Yeah. Very light, yeah. Okay, yeah, because we have our base sled in Flyweight Gym is 74 kgs, I wow. think so. Without, without weight. You won't yeah. be able to do Yeah, it. that's a big one kind of. There is another gym I've seen, it's a, on a half triangle, 
because we have four legs on triangle, so that's half the weight probably. Sometimes you would need it because I had some one petite uh, client couldn't move it <laughs> and i was like how I was like oh jesus yeah you're 50 kgs not even 48 kgs i think so so obviously that's 70 to do yeah. 74 so bit tough bit tough yeah that's that's most from those kind of what i could imagine as i was driving thinking about those exercises yeah what i haven't seen for a while but what i think still have a lot of place in in the programming what can be used probably there's a lot of like what you can find out like a lot of benefits but i think these ones is like what you can get a lot of out of them actually even the, the same pullover you can benefit from mobilizing yourself and stretching that lat and getting pulled so there is more ju than just an isolation in it exactly that's why yeah i actually like the complex exercises yesterday for example i taught a hit class at david lloyd and so I combined a lot of sort of single-legged work mm. and also showing the fact that even if you do biceps curl, you can still be standing on one leg. If you do standing triceps overhead extensions, you can still be doing one-legged standing uh, reverse flies. You could be still be able to stand on one leg. Like so, uh, in a split stance? Whatever stance, whatever stance. You yeah. can be down in a lunge if you want. You can yeah. be in a single leg uh, that deadlift position yeah and you can be you know just lifting the leg just normal standing upright but i just wanted to show people that this is all options and you're gonna evolve from your basic balance to something more sophisticated and i just want to give them ideas that it, it doesn't have to be just black and white yeah you know adding a little bit of colors into that uh you know understanding of the class or exercises really so it's a very easy way to just add stabilization factor into it. And if you combine, let's say, two, three movements, two movements together, so you, let's say, hinge from the hip into a single-legged deadlift, and then you go into row or reverse fly, and then you rise up and you keep standing on one leg. You yeah, have three, yeah, three yeah, things yeah. in the same yeah, time. It's tough. But, uh, because you can do single-legged deadlift, that's your first exercise, yeah. then you can do your reverse fly or bent over row, yeah. it's your second exercise, and then you could be practicing your balance. Yeah. So you just All already together, you yeah. already done them three. Yeah. So yeah, that's what yeah. I like because there's a, quite a lot of benefits from stabilization. Yeah. Especially going through rehab, and that brings me to the other question, it, which is how to properly warm up. Properly warm up. I probably would be the worst one in this one myself. Uh, probably the reason being uh, laziness maybe a little bit and being in a rush all the time in between the clients to getting my sessions in but in general ideally you would want to get your heart rate obviously elevated prevents risk of injuries 100% you want to be ready to go in as fast as possible otherwise you have to spend a lot of time I would use some type of mobilization joint anyway let's say I'm starting with upper body even with the squat I would start with any type of lunge movement mm -hmm. to get joints moving out get it blood pumped in the legs and I usually lately use a lot of as well with the clients band pull aparts getting resistance band pulling it apart getting getting my traps rear delts full so even if I'm going front squat back squat that back is ready not only legs and in general the best and easiest way to don't overcomplicate if you're stuck with the time would be 
to doing exactly same exercise, unloaded, then lightly loaded, increase the load because you're going to be moving exactly the way. But yeah, if for the lower body, I would use definitely some type of band workout, not more than three, four minutes, monster walks, crab walks, um, glute bridges banded, get those glutes activated and then you're ready to go squat, squat, get two, three set, steps to get to your working weight and then another three, four sets to bang them out. Especially if somebody has, let's say, uh, sore lower back. Those yeah. hip bridges and lunges and gentle squats, you know, bodyweight squats and then start loading it gradually. I find it really beneficial. Yeah, because like if your glutes not going to do the work, it's going to load your lower back. And then again, you gain a little bit blood flow in the glutes, get bloods to keep running through the blood. If you to warm like, up the whole area. Yeah, in general, if you like elevate your heart rate, you just get warm, warming up. That pain might go away only because as much as you increase blood flow. Some people I know who goes, that, that's more so old school, like people would put heating creams on the certain areas where it need to increase extra blood flow. Yeah, I wouldn't be doing that, but uh, I've seen people doing that. It makes kind of, yeah, if you break it down, yeah, it might make sense. Is it really beneficial? It might I don't help know. circulation yeah, to if, topically. Maybe if you need, like really, like I've never seen a lot of, I've seen some, some people doing that wouldn't suggest uh, well, go, you, go for someone you to know do, what you know? placebo can be good if somebody yeah. likes doing something yeah they would put it likely not dangerous mental cream or something let's say oh my elbow hurts so they would put it up so increasing blood flow yeah it kind of makes sense will that help with something i'm not sure like yeah yeah as much as heat it up and get that pain sensation away yeah it could be so yeah, i think the most important is really just to activate your muscles i like the analogy of driving a car so you're going for a workout, think about your car has cold engine and you go gear one from neutral. And so you go through the gears, one, two, three, whatever, how many gears you want to set. But that way you kind of just gradually loading up the tissues. So not only the muscles, but tendons and ligaments as yeah. well, your joint. So everything just starts to flow and you kind of getting your body accustomed. I even find that sometimes when, you, when I only demonstrate exercises, for my clients and maybe I have sore legs from day before for my classes or my workout and then you know like I'm just showing them like a couple of repetitions yeah. and I'm like oh that doesn't feel good at all and it makes a huge difference when you have like say 10 minutes warm-up you're fully activated you're breathing different way I actually find it more enjoyable to train when you're fully activated yeah yeah you feel you're ready to go because yeah. I've seen a lot of newbies would be going in and they would start it was like oh what, what's my working or what can, what i can lift it was like 80 kg is gonna bench press now it because that's what i lift like i did last time they're going in and trying to do it straight away your central nerve system is not activated your best case is gonna get out of few reps and gas out your engine is not ready motor engine literally all the whole body if you have elevated your heart rate if you're coming in do empty bar loaded with 40 60 and then go for 80 yeah most likely you're gonna hit all those three four sets next ones and gonna get those reps in central nervous system every time as you increase the load gives the signal obviously hey that fucker is doing something crazy we rather <laughs> better get a lot of energy activated get mitochondria working because he might be doing something even more crazier there's obviously there's some limit to that but that's how the body prepares it 
So it's not like going raw, deadlifting 200 straight away. It's like some people might do that. Yeah. Who's like, that's probably they can deadlift way more. But like, I know I would go raw. It's like, I probably would pull something. Yeah. I would need to go slow, 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 slow. And then you go, it's just like Everybody's fifth, fourth different. set. And you're like, yeah, it's like, it's heavy, but it moves. Yeah. That's all. Actually, I know a guy. I knew a guy, I haven't seen him for years now. His name is Tom, Tommy uh, from Germany. Big guy, bald head, you know, like tall, muscular. He's like, he just warms up like with 130 kilo bench press. And then he goes like 180. Yeah. And you got, you kind of see him going into the gym and in 20 minutes he's leaving. He literally doesn't warm up. He just goes like these very heavy weights, couple of sets and he's out. Yeah. He does, he, he does like short, like almost like five times a week. He goes for 20 minutes, very heavy workout, no warm up. He said, I'm not getting any injuries. He's maybe built for that. Maybe that works for him, but he does it for decades. Yeah, that would be really individual, I'd say so. If you break it down in general, but the general population, I don't think that would be the thing and suggestion to do. Absolutely. I don't recommend. I personally as well, when I just rush my warm up and just jump into it, like let's say dips and pull ups. Yeah. It's actually quite a lot of weight. Like if I'm 83, 84 kilos. Jesus, of course, that's a workout. You actually load the tendons, you know. Yeah, you can say like, oh, I'm, I'm combat ready. I was born ready, blah, blah, blah. All the ego stuff uh, guys saying. But on the other hand, I was getting injuries. I was actually getting aches and pains from, you know, like loading the tendons with so much tension that they actually eventually inflamed. Mm. How would that happen? I think it was that kind of high level of motivation where I was just a bit greedy mm. and I wanted to get more and get more and get more. And you just, every session you're increasing like 10, 15 kilos on the load. So, you know, like within, let's say, the progression rate is maybe three times faster than what it sort of healthily should be. Yeah, I got you. So, healthily, maybe it's not a good word for it, but, you know, like anytime I rush it, I, I pay for it. Yeah, I, I'm usually saying myself, not everything what I can lift, I should lift because I, it bites me back always. I would feel good, I would feel ready, I would caffeinate it myself. And I'm like, just gonna move that weight and it moves. I'm saying, let me throw a little bit on, let me throw a little bit on, let me throw a little bit on. No, as the session finishes, feel like I've been hit by the bus or truck. And the next few days, I'm like, I'm moving less, I'm less active, I, I'm wrecked. So I rather pull it back a bit and go 80%, 70, and then repeat that session in two days or three. Or otherwise, it was like last time when I went in so heavy, it was like I wasn't able to train for another four days at all. And then it's like once you break down the volume throughout the week, where you are, you know where you can't catch up. After. Yeah. yeah, like once you get the injury, like the whole discomfort and the whole slowdown in your progress, maybe a couple of weeks of treating the injury. And especially if you're busy and or lazy to do anything about it, the injuries like that don't go away until you start doing something about it. I had inflamed my knee tendon from too much running and even cycling. And then it was with me for 10 years. Jesus. Yeah. 10 years I had trouble with my knee and eventually I learned and I've got into foam rolling and mobility work. Yeah. And within a couple of weeks. Of what was that? Tight, tight quads? And was giving yeah, very tight tendons. quads. The tendon that goes over the patella. So yeah. just kind of like above the knee, yeah. that tendon was inflamed very heavily. and 
like the, the fact was I was doing 13 classes a week. In my free time, <laughs> I was cycling as well. And if you compare the ratio of work versus maintenance and release techniques, I was doing very little for healing it. And then actually I had one trainer on, was it RPM? I think it was RPM course. And I asked this trainer, she was from UK. And she's like, you just need to do more of it more formaling, more stretching. And you know what? She was right. I wasn't doing enough. Even though I was doing, it wasn't enough. You know? Yeah, I wasn't bringing the result. It was yeah. more to take the box probably. Yeah, so like if you if you spend 15 hours or 20 hours on a bike, you're a cyclist, and you spend two minutes combined, five minutes combined on your knee releases, like stretches. Yeah, yeah. You, you know sense. those hours versus minutes? Yeah. Huge difference. Yeah. So, what question do you have? What question? What you was doing Saturday, Sunday, on your weekend? <laughs> was you working or you was uh, somewhere out exploring nature or... I uh, was actually yourself? recording a podcast. And with who? Uh, with Stephen Sullivan. And we talk biology and all that stuff. Uh, Covid again, uh, because a lot of people don't really understand and they refuse vaccines. Mm. Although there's most evidence is that that's the safest way to protect yourself from basically dying mm. during the pandemic. And we were talking how, you know, how the medicines are approved. People think like, oh, it wasn't researched enough, but most people don't really know how much work goes into approving stuff. Yeah. And they make these decisions. So yeah, that's, that we were talking, I just gonna edit that, but yeah, what about you, man? I was doing strength and conditioning course <laughs> and Image Fitness, shout out to the Image Fitness and Mark. Yeah, they're a great team. Uh, actually, they, I graduated my PT course there, got mm -hmm. my qualification. So what did you learn? Tell us, please. Oh, we started from body readings, like really good ways how to read an athlete, tightnesses, imbalances, and how to create program considering that on an individual basis. You wouldn't probably use that really with a regular day-to-day gym-goer person. You might though, but you don't have to fix any everything what's not broken unless they have to perform on the highest level, you know what I mean? And there's still a lot of takeaways what I can take away, even if I don't not gonna work with an athlete. Uh, how to spot um, doing somebody where they um, how, how to spot the difference in between are they lacking power or strength where uh, where they goes and then uh, like all the imbalances where they have to get uh, your the glutes fixed uh, hamstring tightnesses back issues stances kind of a lot of information but like really really good like first day was a lot of that and second day we got through a lot of testings done what is mm -hmm. texting done to measure do all the measurements accordingly to the sport specifics they quite like not, not really complex but like if you dive in really in the field sports and athletics like those are basic measurements what you take from and then you know where to send athlete where he's what he's capable naturally just more more so for and are they capable are you able to you probably are able to you, you can see even are you able to improve them? You can make them by a little bit better or somebody have potential mm -hmm. to be fixed and get more. Even though 
it might work different sometimes i think in life it's like somebody have crazy motivation they just bang it through and they get things done uh, even if they're not so gifted athletically well, it's all about progress isn't it yeah you want to get eventually somebody from a couch to you know walk then you know you can get them jog then you can get them doing some basic core exercises basic leg movements yeah and, and you know like whoever is listening and it's it's not really into exercise just look at all the benefits of exercise health benefits mental emotional benefit from exercise you know it's it's just no-brainer you know like sometimes i don't feel like to exercise yeah well one thing for sure for it you have to be in it to win it, like you have to actually do it. Mm -hmm. So with, with everything is like that. And people will be like, yeah, it would be great something. And it's ain't gonna be pretty, ain't gonna be cool. It ain't gonna be easy. You're gonna sweat and it will feel like an absolute shit probably because it, your body is not ready. The balance is not there. It, for you might seem fine and trainer sees you doing and you doing it absolutely nowhere close to get any benefit from it. But once you keep putting effort in and not hurting yourself, fine like you ain't gonna fix everything with youtube videos get a professional involved learn approach it as a learn so it doesn't seems for you as a hiring someone as a wasting money rather than investment in yourself i had a really great client two years ago person was in different place a little bit i wouldn't say obese but uh nowhere close to the any type of shape being fit two years after you an athlete life-changing uh, yeah, yeah and, changing and, 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 and and i asked it it was like what about that money because you've been spending like a lot of money investing that would you want to get that money and buy something for it like because you might or you would still you wouldn't get a mortgage for that money but like you wouldn't reinvest where would you put it like would never change it yeah would you would you trade it for the money and lose it yeah you and know? it was like what you would do is like i probably would spend on clothes covering my body uh with the clothes new clothes making myself happy covering yeah. it to to look better to make myself myself feel better but you go home, you know the truth, like you're not getting younger, you're not getting better, Nobody you're not is. putting in the work, you're finding all the excuses, all of them, all of them, you know what I mean? It was like, oh, pointing at someone is like, oh yeah, you are obsessed, you are a fitness freak. Someone else is like, then looking on the girls on the street, was like, she has great genetics probably, she have no children, and it's absolutely opposite, she have shit genetics, she have children, and she just, nobody sees those 5 a.m. mornings with the people is putting in the work, because until other people sleeping and then waking up at 8, I was like, oh, this is our day, I was like, 8 o'clock, early morning, I was like, no, <laughs> sleep less, work more, it's like, you're gonna change with the time, you will have to put effort, and some people want to enjoy life more, go ahead, do it, but uh, don't expect much out of it. And some people's happy with that, and once they're happy, I'm like, go for it. Yeah, I personally, you know, I really want to be listening to my clients, what they want. Yeah. I don't force someone to be, I don't know, 10% body fat, oh, or, or 15% no. body fat for ladies, or 20. I don't force them with my expectations, what they should be like. Yeah. They come to me, they want to train for whatever reasons, feel good, better, or manage the weight, lose weight, but... I don't force them to set the pace. I can inspire them, I can talk them, I, I can educate them, but it is really what every one of them to decide for themselves. And I'm open if they tell me, Otto, I wanna up the game 
Yeah. You know, and some people, you know, they like just training, but don't, you know, not dying in a training every session. They want to do it for years. And, and someone who is in 60s, and again, as I said, my a lot of clients are a bit older, in average. Yeah. So the goals would be different. The goals are really the, the, the longevity and health and feel good. Yep. It's not about having six bucks. Not at all. Jeez, not even a no. little bit. Yeah. Not even a little bit. For them, actually being pain-free in the back, their knees, the shoulders. Yep. And so they can play golf, play t- tennis, and you know, like I can see huge difference in people. Let's say if I, if I see families and uh, let's say wife exercises and then husband doesn't, and two years later, you know one is improving in so many levels getting fitter and stronger yep. the other one is barely you know shoelacing yeah you know? i had a client sh- uh, shout out to oksana yakovleva uh we trained together she came to me if i'm wrong not wrong she hit the 50 <coughs> year age mark and she said it clicked it clicked as well she said i couldn't tie my shoes anymore and she came is like i know it's expensive i heard about you talked and i want to train with you i was like fine we went through everything so basically she started that she can't bend forward can't to get her shoes tied so can't put them on normally obesity overweight uh pain you name it we started from literally learning how to stand up from the chair properly what she couldn't do without the help of hands pushing herself up once we done was done she was deadlifting 80 kgs for three reps with the trap bar well <laughs> 80 kgs and she was coming for the sessions saying i need my medicine <laughs> to stop my pain from the back go away whenever she was going out she feeling great she was on the painkillers for the back obviously there was hip issues we fixed the imbalances one leg is shorter and as much as we could but she got so much stronger she lost i'm wrong 20 kgs 20 30 centimeters on the waist i'll put the soon post i'm being a bit lazy up for her chatted with her so she will be back with the training as well with all the holidays and and uh, saving up the money but she been like one of the inspirations for me is like where you would want to once you're ready to go and once you actually pay attention to your health so once you see the person changing your life for real it's not about six but yeah losing some weight but that wasn't her priority first thing was actually to move normally she would wait to go to the work like using bus because back hurts and hip gets tight i was like once we fixed that all she did is like now walk it to the work she added her steps daily just walking there it's extra 30 minutes there and back so she don't have to do extra steps as they're going for an exercise she just goes to the work and comes back and saves money on going on a bus <laughs> a small things like that yeah. changes around she's off the painkillers she was actually on the injections for the back for years and she says she couldn't get rid of the pain but all what it was overloaded lower back so only masking the problems all these cortisol injections it's just maybe if somebody has really inflamed certain yeah, parts no, of it, body, was, it helped them to start doing something yeah i said but, i have to look for a root cause out of it and not going to the gp and they give you a pill because they're not they're not i don't know what they're not interested but they they're not they're not sports specifics they're not there to really to sort you out like it's yeah. take off the, the the like 
sort the issue at the moment just 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 quick there and now but like it's not a thing and yeah absolutely you you can fix yourself big time so she she achieved like really great results and at the same time she had the friends who was doing heat classes and she was welcomed in them as well and she said no first thing it doesn't look like something to do and i spoke to my trainer he said because that's not a thing and those other persons ended up with losing faster weight with cucumber diet or something like that almost and uh, doing the heat classes via zoom they didn't gain no knowledge of how to eat they didn't gain no knowledge how to move they was just sweating so all those sweat classes all the everyone who is doing them please better learn them how to move rather how to sweat you know what I mean that random movement just for sweat is like exercise wasn't kind of made for that and that's what usually bothers me when people comes in for the class how many calories i burned you did burn who cares fuck all like not that 250 much. to 350 it's nothing not too much you're not there for that like yeah. i'm always saying them it's like you're here to build muscle and get strong it's like oh i don't want to get too bulky <laughs> happening like Mates, that mitts everywhere yeah building muscles that's what you call get toned yeah because you lose a little bit fat that flubber goes away you grow a bit of muscle there's some type of shape shape and mm -hmm. form of that body and that's how it looks toned not those 40 50 reps to burn out and tone up all you do is energy expenditure repeat the movement you yeah. can but do there's jumping some jacks. benefits of that as well i would argue that there's no one way to the top of the mountain, you know. Like, oh no, absolutely not. It's sometimes it's just for someone to do first what they enjoy. So I'm a big believer that even spin class could be good for someone if they don't like lifting weights because you can't really force everyone to do exactly the same thing. And that's where the education come into place. And I have seen a bunch of people who being kind of ladies gym and I could see a lady in her 60s, 65 maybe. Jacinta and, and she used to push so much weight. I was looking at her weights and I, it was like kind of lonely place. She was there yeah. on her own. And I was looking like she was almost maxing out these ladies gym weights yeah. on the machines. I'm like, you know, like you, you should progress either to the gym yeah. and do proper free weights or try classes. Since then, she loved body pump. She loved the, the body balance classes. And she was fully hooked on there was social aspect to it as well yeah so instead of just sit down and on your own pumping those heavy weights she was good very strong but now she was learning movement yeah. now she had the experience of exercise to music and all of her sort of like peers from her age groups from the local area where she yeah. lived she had a chance to meet those people so i think for me that was a success that i approached the person in the right time and being able to convert them to try more yeah so yeah that's that's what makes me happy as well to be able to help people to to get more out of it yeah because there is no one fix for everything as i said like i think we spoke about that last time that's like it don't have to be gym it can be walk it can be hike yeah, and if you were a man, definitely men or women, I think just like you should learn some type of something. I know you. I was like, hey, Jim, something, get TRX straps. There is undeniable uh, benefits of physical movement with the resistance. So do something. Basic body weight. Start with the body weight. If you don't do anything else, kettlebell would be amazing. 
to learn something it's quite difficult but like you have nowhere to rush all you need is to start and stick to it if you don't like anything of it and to do at home cool then go to the classes because you will be involved uh socially everyone is quite beginner let's say everybody now know how to move so you're on the same level you're all starting and then it was like grows out those who's actually want to change it's same as everybody comes as caterpillars and none of them not not all of them flies as way as the butterflies but some of them does they just trains and then at some point they're like cool i'm done here i'm like and I'm, you see them and you say them's like now enough with the classes slow it down load it up rather than feeding five classes in a week let's change it still come three times do those classes if you really enjoy them probably because of the social aspect, but I'll give you a few exercises, go practice them in front of the mirror and don't be afraid to load them up. And then they comes back, increases protein and there's the progresses with the time. And then you see it's like, okay, there is actually physical change for results. Because yeah. with classes, you have to understand it's not, you're not going to grow muscle actually visually really visible because the class is not made for so big resistance. It's yeah. quite fast paced and you're gonna get fitter, but you don't look for those big changes unless you put yourself in work with the diet and another resistance sessions. I would actually like to add into this one because, you know, for a while I kind of stopped doing gym and I was doing a lot of body pumps, mm. CX works classes from all the Les Mills stuff that I was teaching. And I found that I was still maintaining my muscle mass because even with the higher repetition i will still be able to tone my muscles yeah and stay lean blah 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 but my strength was gone yeah so let's say my strength is first what's going away yeah, yeah so so you have to understand that you know like you cannot trade it like apples for apples that's different type of training different type of zone and so you know depends on your goals but different depends maybe on your needs too but there's always trade-off if you do just one like mono focus you focus on one type of exercise let's say spinning you will have strong legs but in a high repetitions low uh, light loads so you won't be actually be able to lift let's say heavier squats yeah if you do only just heavy lifting in the gym you're not gonna develop your cardiovascular fitness so yeah, you're I, not gonna last spinning yeah, yeah so it depends on really neat but i like to mix it up Oh yeah, absolutely. Balance. It's called balance. Yeah. Do, do some high repetitions class, do some gym sessions, balance it into the weekly schedule that you have a little bit of everything. Yeah. I, I'm a big promoter of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I felt especially a huge difference when I was hiking with my friend Sean and I did the same hike in Marne Mountains with him prior to COVID lockdowns, literally yeah. just that summer, you know, two years ago exactly. And, you know, like, well, I was fine to hike for eight and a half hours. You know, seven and a half hours is actually what it took us. But now during the COVID, and I didn't train as much and I did very basic stuff in, yeah. in the park with my pants, bare minimum. You know, I was just maintaining myself. Yeah. I went for the same hike. I was failing big time. We did it in eight and a half hours. We had to shorten it. Yeah, I was failing. I was almost tripping over my legs. How exhausted I was! Jeez, yeah. And it was a shock for me because I never had that feeling for the last nine, ten years because I was doing so much, and it was a really uh, shocking revelation to me to realize how much I lost. So even those 
those high repetition body pump classes yeah. have a huge benefit if you want to hike or run for like a marathon, for example, some people do. So yeah, then you know, always think about what, what you might get out of it. Yeah, and those endurance and conditioning. It's not always about building muscles, you know. Sometimes oh no, absolutely not. From, if you're a hiker, you would appreciate being able to hike for seven hours, oh, yes. increase your pace yeah. and do it safely without falling on your face. Yeah, and I love hiking. We both, yeah, do, we both do, do love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should organize a hike together. Oh, we will definitely. And uh, talking about hikes, I think one of the un most undervalued fat loss, not exercises, but activities. You have a slight incline all the time, slight heart rate. Well, I wouldn't say so. Slight could be a bit higher, heart rate yeah. elevated. You choose your pace, but it's all the time that push and resistance. And uh, it's all the time aerobic, so you slowly push it, push it, push it, and it's extended. Yeah. And you keep breathing, so you keep sweating, fat oxidation, keep that level, yeah. and you just keep going. And it's a little bit loaded if you have backpack, something, fresh air, best from both worlds. Absolutely, I love it. I even bought such a little, um, a little bag that I, you know, it's designed to be on your belt. Belt, yeah. Uh, like a little pouch, pouch yeah. for phone, for my mobile phone, for my car keys if I need to, or a few snacks. And I recently just started to just clip it on my backpack here on yeah. the chest and the phone would be there playing some audiobook or if I download something on YouTube yeah. uh, for later, for yeah. offline, because usually when I go out, I want to turn off my phone offline, yeah. not receiving call or messages, yeah. but I can still listen and it's just, I don't have to block my ears with the headphones and yeah. kind of not hearing, you know, the nature surroundings, effect, yeah. the nature sounds. And you can still learn something while you're listening, while you be still connected there and there, so it's not as invasive like yeah. having headphones. I find yeah. it pretty cool. Especially if you're on five-hour hike. Yeah. You know, turn on Joe Rogan for three hours. <laughs> yeah, you go, you kind of go and think through it, through your life and stuff, kind of drawing parallels. I've been doing that as well a lot of, yeah. I would usually, to get a headspace, would get those hikes. I, I don't mind absolutely going on my own for hours and hours uh because i don't have to interact with nobody don't have to entertain nobody really like uh, just <laughs> go in with my thoughts think through where i why i'm why i am where i am why i'm not there where i want to be and what steps i could take and then it's like again i feel it's kind of once i'm getting the routine of those hikes was pre-covid was like pretty good working for me I, I was more focused more happier daily I felt more invested and determined to my work, what I do. I felt more satisfied with the work with the clients. I've had more energy. Even clients felt that always like, oh, how you go on such a good buzz and everything. I was like, well, first thing it looks like only because you're in the sessions giving your all that energy and then you drain lunchtime. But uh, yeah, it definitely was helping. It was a good, good part of routines, like once a week hike on a regular. And I wouldn't even think about it. It was like, I was sometimes, just leave i would leave five six o'clock in the morning i'm back by 12 of 12 one o'clock on the way back would jump in 40 foot for a quick swim once the sea is proper temperature not like now that you too warm <laughs> too warm but yeah yeah we mentioned last time your you know endeavor into coldness but <laughs> we don't have to say <laughs> the same story again but andres likes to go into freezing cold sea and also he has the freezing chest 
chest freezer. Chest freezer, which is freezing chest yeah. full of water. <laughs> Ice bath. But uh, yeah, actually, to be honest, I was recently in sauna at David Lloyd and I could hear conversations and not just first time young people. And this is what I actually like about this club. There's a much younger yeah. uh, clientele. And so teenagers and guys in 20s, and, you know, like people listen to podcasts. Yeah. They were talking about uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, what was on Joe Rogan's show. People oh, yeah, followed that. Savage, so and they were talking about the sauna benefits and cold showers about. So I could hear like a couple of independent conversations between young guys yeah. talking about how how good good it is to keep doing saunas. And, you know, they were stop watching themselves to be half an hour in the sauna. Yeah. Quite hardcore half an hour. It was pretty hot, you know? Like 20 to 30 minutes is, you know, the hero dose. Yeah, no, it's nice to like 15 minutes. Ideally, if you have a cold plunge, go out, boom, back in, split it in two, in two sessions. Yeah, I was actually, my uh, first goal was I got a ice bath and then before I moved apartments, I wanted to install the infrared sauna in my second toilet kind of bathroom because <laughs> it was small enough it still is like but i moved and it's a bit different now yeah it's crazy with that moving i'm i had a back balcony with terrace like um, i built a little roof over there because then it's the territory is usable the terrace uh, during the winter time because it's a lot of rain and now the terrace is bigger when i moved and it's I haven't started. I'm like, mm-hmm. whenever I invest something in it, you know, it's like it's not my place. I'm gonna build it. Then, I, in case I have moved some point, it's such a mess. Hustle, yeah. I don't know how much it's gonna be. It's it, it could be gone at any point, you know. And I'm kind of procrastinating yet with that. But otherwise, I would build it. Yeah, ice baths would build up the roof, put the pull-up bar still there, and probably put some heater. Mm-hmm. What is flame throwing that heater outside that I can sit and just watch it there and then little yellowish lights to enjoy the view kind of something what is blocking as well uh wind and that's it so prefer even a lot eat lunchtime even a dinner outside but once it's rained it's like not enjoyable you just sit inside way way more yeah fresh fresh air in general is like always good idea for the morning morning walk to wake up to clear the head and evening the same. I was yesterday evening started to drizzle rain. I was like, I'm gonna go for the wall because I didn't hit my nowhere close to my steps what I would need. And yeah, I didn't go. I was just went out on the terrace for five minutes, just fresh air, sit out and back in. That that that's what's up. Let's go in with the creatine. Yeah. So. What would be the benefits of creating? What would be not? <laughs> I'd rather say, I think uh, anyone, I'm not talking about only gym goer, would benefit from consuming creatine. Considering it's in a way in red meat mm-hmm. and being consumed and absorbed, but not enough. And for the muscle building, yeah, don't, don't get me wrong, you don't expect gains as it said uh something huge but strength wise and the most what is not anabolic thing and what actually works it's creatine it gets intercellular um holds the water intercellularly in the, into the muscle and that's what you want so oh there, there mean i think so a lot of misunderstandings and i'm being on that 
path my way my, myself before competitions years ago some seven years ago i was doing and it was like obviously i would cut out the creatine because it holds the water yeah some girls would come to me it's like oh yeah but i get it watery i was like maybe that water was from your drinks and pizza last night not <laughs> not creatine it was like oh no but i start take it some people who would have adverse reaction with a stomach wouldn't take it wouldn't digest mm -hmm. it would get bloated that's a different story or if you have some kidney issues i wouldn't suggest to those people but in general you just have to drink more water to flush it out but uh, yeah absolutely and as it's been proven cognitive function as well improved but yeah. again heard of it. it more water in the cells more 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 connections working again obviously if the sodium is in the right level if you don't deprive yourself yeah, so basically what they say is to support the adenosine adenosine triphosphate atp mm. which is the energy beyond yep. the glucose so it actually powers the brain and also it powers the muscles and that's the explosive power, let's say up to four, eight seconds. I'm not sure exactly the numbers. Yeah, around extra three seconds you get. Yeah. Three, four seconds. Of high like. explosive power with the ATP. Yeah, ATP would last, what, nine-ish nine seconds, I think. I think they were saying around eight, if eight, I remember nine, it correctly. Yeah, from plus minus, let's say, really roughly up to 10 seconds. And you get that another three second blast what you can get out whether so, you're running or lifting something that would probably generate another rep or better quality reps because you not gas out so fast but you definitely want that water in the muscles because it's a healthier environment dry muscle ain't gonna do much like all the nutrients everything getting yeah, moved yeah. from where from it yeah so the main benefit will be that extra strength extra sprint extra set let's say so you last yeah. a little bit longer side effects very little uh, uh some people well, would well researched. would see get bloated those wouldn't usually use it some would who have kidney problems obviously it's quite tough on that so you have to drink more water so getting flushed mm -hmm. out but uh yeah other than that there's nothing what would cause any issues with it absolutely and it's well researched and safe to use yeah to be honest i started to take creatine when i was maybe 15 16 years old mm. something like that yeah, me and my brother, we were both into gym, so we played football and for many years, maybe 10 years. And then I was just kind of getting bored of it and I started to do the gym. I had already dumbbells since I was 12, but really got into gym when I was first time in high school. We had a gym there and it was like 10 guys from a class. So we would just go to the gym and, you know, do crazy stuff like ego do everything young, that you can young stupid yeah. people going to the gym i remember <laughs> school mate of mine um he was trying to lift something overhead like shoulder press with like 30 kilos he went down and he stumbled and he just he just dropped it behind himself <laughs> thanks god there was no one <laughs> yeah, yeah so we were stupid i can tell you that but i remember taking creatine we were taking b vitamins we were taking yeast extracts we were just reading those magazines and we were trying to just get a little bigger, a lot of us. We were not obese, we were not overweight. Everybody there in my yeah. school, except maybe one guy, we were fairly skinny lean. So we would be looking for ways of bulking up. Yeah, same. I was skinny. I'm still kind of considered I'm kind of the skinny type of... Yeah, you look very skinny. Yeah, I just got stuck <laughs> in my head. I'm, 
whenever I under eat, I'm dropping the weight. So I would have tendency not picking enough calories. So probably I was eating hot all as well as a kid as well. And once I started to train, I wouldn't call it now training what I was doing mm -hmm. then, but decided to book. I read some Russian magazine. That's all the literature what I had available. Yeah. And I think it was some some prisoners bulking <laughs> program. So it was a, a liter of beer, two raw eggs, salt, and you do that before you hit the gym. So me, skinny little lad, chugged that down. Oh, those raw eggs and that beer. I'm not beer drinker to get that one liter into me. I was pissed. I realized that after second time that I didn't do anything there because I was like around the gym like a dizzy fly. Didn't do anything. I was like, I'm just getting drunk. This shit ain't gonna work. I was like, for what? I was mad, but like I tried it two times. I went two days and I was like, mm -mm, ain't happening. Should, I bought big bottles of the beers. Maybe you should taper in a little bit. By the way, I know someone from uh, Crimea in Simferopol, a friend of my... Uh, Andre mm. and he he told me we were like drinking a little bit at evening at his house there that's where my wife is from and he's like oh this is like he spoke a little bit of English and uh, I understand a little bit of Russian so we kind of combine it yeah and he's like this is what bodybuilders drink it was a beer with um, sour cream beer with salt cr sour, sour cream. cream yeah so you have that sour cream with protein and fats mostly yeah and a beer, just whatever calories in it. But I tried it and it was quite nice. Yeah? I liked it. <laughs> Actually, never heard you know, that. It, it, it was kind of funny, but I first was like, oh, you must be kidding. And then I was like, yeah, that, that's, you know, and I tried it and I was like, it's not bad actually. Uh, I remember um, I found out first about that soy contains the protein. That would be something to get and get in because at that moment uh, whey proteins wasn't available if there was there was extremely expensive and for that amount little my first protein was like first i started with soy protein powder was sold somewhere in some small shop with um where was uh, seasoning sold so we used to drive there with the bus 35 kilometers buy in a plastic bags bring it back mix it with the water or milk and try i was standing at the sink chugging it down and waiting to puke and my brother was standing next to me hold it hold it hold it and then we was and he would stand there and he's like mm, it's quite nice tastes like the bread i was like now if i uh, somebody tells me oh i got this protein really cheap i was like let me open it i'm not gonna even read i smell i feel the soy I'm like, there's a reason why it's cheap. So it wouldn't absorb so well. Uh, it's it's not it's a no go. I think even for vegans, vegetarians, the soy products that are promoted are high in protein. People, well, experts are saying that they stimulate estrogen yep. somehow. Another one, yeah. It's are... obviously from one time, it's nothing going to happen. You consider that you're going to be on a regular basis you've been using it. And then they are also highly processed and the extraction of these proteins also is not very clean. So, you know, from what I read in the past, it's not recommended soy protein that much. Or it's, any, any it's soy, an, I just look at that as, as a no-go, really. Like in general, soy itself, they don't recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. So there are better options there. And if somebody is like having, 
if someone is already a little bit with that extra tire around the belly that is hanging you you've been always kind of with that extra weight you want to get rid of it forgot about beer forgot about soy products you have to look really into it you have to check in the top into your cortisol where it is and check those obviously you will have to stay in caloric deficit but you have to pay attention to those things you not like the more fat you have the less pro testosterone you're gonna have a more estrogen it puts you in a bad position from the beginning so once you reach a certain level of body fat so i think for guys it's like 20 percent once you reach that 20 percent it's harder to come back to to go be down leaner, to be leaner again yeah it wouldn't be in one go probably you have to get leaner try to maintain it again as much as you can leaner again to maintain it maybe again a little bit again to go down it takes few attempts until body gets used to do that new weight mm-hmm. and get there because sometimes people just going wrong they think i'm just gonna go all out and get fat and then i'm just gonna change my life and get fit it was like you create more fat cells and they grow there there so there's space for them more it's like the less you had them from the beginning the easier it's gonna be so whoever's listening this please don't let yourself go rather work hard on maintaining where you are just don't get fatter it's so much easier to maintain than after to get it all off because sometimes most of the time people would undervalue and underestimate the amount of work would have to be put in if you have to burn those seven and a half thousand calories just to get that body on the paper to get that one kg of fat burned in real life it takes a lot of work and then consume it it takes so, you a so week to gain it how much you say seven thousand seven and a half around thousand seven thousand eight, per seven, eight kilo of probably. body fat yeah that so, would be on the paper so if you think about having a hardcore spin class and you can really get realistically 700 calories maybe six seven hundred calories yeah which that's talking, really good like that's 45 minute hard hard spin yeah yeah you're talking about only being in the visit and burning it off so yeah 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 and then it's like how much you're gonna hit per week those like you have to recover from those again and yeah it's a no-go well, absolutely that, we're talking about one kilo yeah one, one kilo one, one kilo well. that's like 10 strong trainings at least minimum considering you're already in deficit yeah, yeah yeah so much easier it is just to maintain health lifestyle and having some sort of discipline oh yeah. i always have that in winter when i was 17 for example i would observe how you know thanks to overeating mm. not as active as i was in the summer or spring or autumn winter you know usually playing more games as a teenager and you know being indoors yeah and also you have christmas and then after christmas i go look at my stomach like what the you know yeah. and then i'm going straight into some kind of you know panic beast mode beast <laughs> mode aka panic mode panic mode more so because, like, what is that yeah because uh, i always wanted to look good for summer yeah but not only for summer but all the time to be in a good shape since i was i don't know 15 uh, 12 so my whole life i wanted to be in a good shape i you just want to look sexy as fuck without a shirt without clothes <laughs> <laughs> so and that was always a drive i knew that overeating has to stop you have to clean up a little bit of you know diet and then starting to work hard in the gym and that would motivate me that extra chubbiness yeah and i think it's even the winter itself we, with winter we tend to have a little bit more fat because it's cold and i think yeah. maybe the body naturally yeah of course gets us into it I was actually listening to something recently and 
the guy, he is Huberman. Huberman, I, I, I can't really remember his first name. And he is a professor at Stanford University. He was saying how it's actually a very interesting podcast. And, and I will listen to it a couple of times. And he said how even the husbands or partners of the pregnant woman, they, because of some pheromones, whatever is going from her, yep, heard it as well. he is getting more fat yep. because sort of like a biologically he's expected to yeah. have sleepless nights. Yeah. So yeah. he will need that extra energy. Yeah. I was talking about this literally a few days ago, explaining this to yeah. the client saying about yesterday. Yeah. I had with the Dave session and was telling him about having the kids and how their partners would tend to go in and get them more shape. Obviously you can stick to the routine and being disciplined. It will, you're still going to stay in shape, but it, it, in general, for the general population, you it would have the tendency and it is there exactly like you said as well. Yeah. And then I look it back and the people who would be was like, yeah, it makes sense. You can see the uh, similarities in that, in, in, the, in those actions that it would happen usually. Yeah. It's Absolutely. amazing how complex we are as humans and yeah. how we interact with our environment. You wouldn't think like, yeah, yeah. I, w I didn't know about that. Like. A year ago, I saw, I heard that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it was from the same guy, probably. Could have been, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's good that now. I think that's why podcasts are getting more popular because uh, a everybody have some sort of headphones or even Bluetooth headphones, and then when we commute, you know, instead of just you know scrolling your Facebook, yeah, or Instagram as a lot of people do. You can just basically listen to something and maybe just ignore all these other people's uh, business. Yeah. Because it's a bit of a noise, really, a distraction, really, for many of us. And having something productive, at least, you know, for me, I'm not really good at reading books. Yeah, I would fall asleep real quick. I can audio listen, but if I yeah. see the letters on one page and my brain goes somewhere, and I'm like... I yeah. literally go paragraph, and before I finish a paragraph, I'm already daydreaming about something. I'm yeah. already thinking something. Same. It bores me, but I found that I learned the most personally, work, uh, talking to someone and being explained things. But YouTube videos or any video education is second best, and the third one will be just audio for me. Yeah. And I really, really prefer that. So I think that's why it's getting more popular. It's convenient. Yeah, and it's not like, okay, this is your educational video. Now here is your hour of a constant uh, topic covered in science, you know, in a detail that you have to sit and listen and actually get it in to digest. Podcast would be more so and really... More casual even. Casual, yeah. Conversation based, uh, obviously, maybe at some point, maybe not so deep diving, but make people aware of the topics and pay attention to something they hear. Oh, they was talking about the thing. Let me look deeper into it. Yeah. yeah. As much as putting out information, yeah, making them aware of something. It was like, I, I prefer shorter videos, something 15, 20 minutes about the topic, and then I'm like, hold on. And mm -hmm. then I can't come, can't come back. Because the long ones that I would need, yeah, split them somehow, I might forget. I always split, yeah, I put yeah. save uh, on YouTube, I actually, if you can afford, buy a YouTube Premium. Yeah. Because I think it's 13 euro a month, no advertisements, no wait five seconds to skip. Oh man, and you can download stuff for offline, also when you watch on your phone, 
and you don't want this, the screen to go on, you just turn off the screen and yeah. it still plays. Same as on the. It's same as on the. Who it, is it? it was biggest game on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, well, Spotify. Yeah, it, it is like that, but. It was just such a game changer for me because I watched so much YouTube and, you know, like I'm the same. Like I start, let's say, podcast and if I kind of like it, but then it started to get boring, I just go to the next one. Yeah, because sometimes I would flip through three of them and I was like, okay, today's music day because my brain is not just willing to take in. I can't, I feel everything is boring. I can't yeah. stick to them. like, I have to listen to this book. I'm like, I'm words not getting into me. I'm like switching on the music. Yeah. I was like, cool, good. Just gonna wind myself away. Information overload. So sometimes, yeah, we just get too much into. I think maybe it's it's a problem too. Sometimes just constantly seeking the either external stimulation, external distraction, but it gets tiring at some point when you realize like, whoa, I spent five hours in a day watching videos and. You know, I like it. For me, it's yeah. But I how like much TV. you actually take away from it? You know what I mean. A lot of might be as a. It depends. It talking depends. about stimulus and constant stimulation, and I wanted to say I'm about to do sober October and cut out a lot of things, such as. Um, it's not so bad. Maybe the alcohol and herbs and. Yeah, maybe cut on caffeine, cut on a little bit of nicotine and just take a step back because I have tendency of falling into the overuse of whatever I I take and kind of, addictive, I don't know, addictive personality or I just have like sometimes I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to take it all and a lot of, but <laughs> there is a downfall of it, of course, your body doesn't use it and doesn't react anymore on it on it like that so you need to kind of increase the dose eventually yeah but even that wouldn't be the thing like why well, you would how far are you gonna go yeah yeah you know what I mean there is yeah. always like it's not a thing so I wanna like last year I did and it would work pretty well I realized it wasn't so bad it just I thought it's like it's nothing but then those few things once you take away more so as a you know, sometimes in life happens, it's like you don't go out, you don't get a drink, you don't get a smoke, you don't get this, you don't get that. It just happens. But once you make a decision not to do it, same mm -hmm. as a, it's discipline, mm -hmm. saying no to the things. So any kind of stimulus is what it does, but like, yeah, anything. Even take a step back from and try to get less social media, just digestion in yeah. to, 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 to detox kind of from social media. Even I'm, a break. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of really already. I'm very little on social media myself having presence because I stepped away. I just didn't. But you still feel. post, but it's yeah. different between posting and observing what other people's doing. Yeah, I'm, I used to put the live like uh, stories and talk about stuff, and people was asking why you don't do that. I like it about food stuff, and I'm like, I just don't feel like anymore. It takes me too much time, and if I don't feel myself. I'm tired, I don't feel communicating because it's kind of one-way communication yeah, almost yeah, yeah. and then sometimes you get questions but it's all, I was like, listen, I have to work, what do you have to get, get done? So I'm not, I haven't, I don't have a schedule where it's like, sometimes I want to spend my time more with the kid and thinking about my stuff. So I'm not there in the moment, so I want to take a step even more back from it and be more in the present moment and focus on the things what matters for me a bit, bit more. Yeah, I mean, the social media, the pressure on 
evolving it and working on your business yep. and then you're you know buried in your phone and you know trying to post something yeah there's a pressure because your other option is paid advertisement yeah so there's like on one hand yeah you can pay two three hundred euro a month just for having your content advertised and you can have maybe more out of it but it's frustrating i find let's say instagram to build following very hard very slow i kind of give up to be honest i, I actually stop caring about it if i have yeah you can always buy and fake uh, like buy a fake like just the number but it's yeah. what you want out of it that, that yeah. number doesn't mean anything and i actually heard something recently i mean i don't care if i have 50 followers or if i have five thousand or five yeah. millions because if you have a message to say and imagine you do a seminar and you'd be happy i was happy to have 17 people uh, in the westwood club when i'm yeah. doing nutrition seminars whatever seminars weight loss seminars i was happy to have 17 people and prepare for them yeah and then imagine you know like when i do a podcast and i have let's say uh, 30 40 50 60 70 downloads yeah so you know that's that's bigger than it used to be so you know a lot of these people some of them really care what you have to say yeah some people just curious just check in but when you think about the numbers you know it, it, it's definitely effect, more effective than being in one room so yeah. is it worth it of your time well i think you have to ans answer yourself yeah absolutely what I is the absolutely. what is the goal really yeah because i noticed let's say once i go through that <laughs> Instagram numbers there would be a lot of those followers some fake I don't know what is that who is following you I know yeah. so little real persons I'm just like once you look locations I was like okay if business wise like some of them is somewhere out so I realized it's only from those few thousands it's like 20 max 30 percent what would be your active and real persons rest Loyal of it is just uh, yeah volume kind of yeah. even by the stories you can see let's say if you have few thousand people following you and then once you see the story you put your stories you have few hundred views and you have uh, any type of posts you would have a my post wouldn't have no really deep captures a lot of i wouldn't write down a lot of information because i don't read it myself usually long posts I react on the pictures. If it's in the picture, I like it. I double tap it. That's simple as that. I don't hate on that. People just like, yeah, I don't like this person. Yeah, we don't have simple as that. time to read stuff. We like pictures. That's why pictures. People sometimes click like because they like pictures. Yeah, they want to support bring the someone. Bring the value, but I wouldn't really go for someone's Instagram to sit down and read what they wrote down. All that four lines, and I'm like, thank you. Uh, that's personally me. Yeah. But I know a lot of people writing a lot of putting a lot of effort, putting good content out, writing in. If, that, if that's in a slide form, something um, works. You have to simplify things yeah. as much as you can. And then somebody is more specified, uh, they need more stuff and that would get them somehow traffic kind of through the Instagram to them more deeply as, a, as an expert in the field. So yeah, I'm more so lifestyle, enjoying it all. And yeah, you did some pictures, I'm usually, posting your ones those are ones of one of the best ones out of by the way great photographer <laughs> thank you and um, yeah and then i'm always kind of getting prepared more or less for those photo shoots not always i'm sometimes let's say last one was i was thinking i will get prepared for the photo shoot 
and then he gave me a shout that in I forgot about it and then in three days that this photo shoot and I was like, I ain't gonna prepare much, you ain't gonna get much leaner or prepared in the in a in the three days. So it was it was going in shape what I was, but uh yeah I'm trying to keep the shape more or less same throughout the year so it wouldn't wouldn't be different like yeah. I'm not, not in such shape to show something crazy but like I'm kind of maintaining that healthy kind of fitness fitnessish look at least that I'm like I'm, looks like that I'm, I might be working out like so it's some 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 type of like aesthetic look yeah uh, well ma- mainly we 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 want to be in shape we want to feel good we want to feel strong capable especially in my job you know if I if I need to do extra classes, I won't be able yeah, to I do it. Yeah, I want to show as well benefits out of it. It was like, yeah, I, I live by this. Like, it's not Walking like... Walking the talk? Yeah. Otherwise, like, it's so much... Yeah, the theory, everyone can... A lot of clients asks me and complains. I was like, oh, why why, why he's such a... Somebody was like looking on younger trainers. Like, okay, who's like... I see him is like crazy following. And it was like kind of a good trainer. But I would never go. I was like, why? I was like, I don't see him practicing it. So, and a lot of a lot of discussions about this. I was like, not... And, and it's true. Not all the guys who looks jacked means they knows about it yeah because mostly they like training and they pay attention to themselves there is some probably golden line is always balancing between both sides you have to have a chat with the person and see it was like are they actually interested to train yourself and are yeah. they not really too much in themselves just to not 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 they would rip you off but like maybe them trainings is they're not that interested they just like give yeah, you basic and stuff or i've seen that before a trainer would just Put someone on a treadmill to warm up and he's scrolling his phone you yeah know, like i'm kind of like i try to get as much attention to my clients but yeah we kind of sometimes when we see some people doing things we wouldn't like to be seen doing yeah you know we kind of easily can go into judgment but it's not easy to be perfect i would say yeah you know people are people yeah and to be honest we can always criticize what we don't like about people but again customer decides where they put their money yeah and some people don't have high expectations of being around cool people around so they they sometimes uh, you know settle for less than perfect less than optimal people around them and they in them it's normal i've seen trainers who kind of obviously they don't give a shit about their clients they're doing exercise they're just like looking around and yeah, well, board. I've seen so a lot of body language. They might be after 15 years of being trainers, they're bored, they don't like it. Yeah, I think you have to change for yourself. You have to call yourself out on that bullshit, what you're yeah. doing. It was like, if you're bored, it was like, it's not the only thing, but you do uh, requalify, change something, uh, look more into it. And if that client, you feel it's not for you explain them it's not working out you don't feel dry for it i had a client like that but it was more so the client was in for the wrong reasons and i explained from the beginning it was like all about ah over consuming of instagram let's say and all the content i want to look like this i want to look like that and it was like person had a scoliosis and like a lot of issues with the joints and there was they needed health rather than look yeah and they wasn't in no position to get there and yeah i just had to talk them through and say it's like unfortunately i will be not in in any help of this because it's out of my comfort zone to help you with this but you should pay attention to these things 
alongside who start to work with the diet before you get into the training because like she never got for me a form from the doctor and anything i was like listen it's it's bad yeah yes back. we are back yeah so question here you've got recently some back injury and i want to ah. mention about uh, you know training with injuries working around them a little bit could you kind of explain what would you do differently and tell, uh, tell about that whole kind of business of training so hard you getting injuries i've done it before i've seen guys doing it before you know just overtraining, training too heavy uh, your thoughts on it please yeah usually injuries occur on doing something too much and too fast like in too short time period mm-hmm. uh whether yeah obviously more being in a fatigue state so my case was i was post gyno surgery so that's mean i wasn't able to train upper body trained lower body and i was afraid to lose all my strength so jumped in straight away with three heavy leg sessions a week monday wednesday friday from thursday to friday I had a really bad sleep so I was wrecked already my recovery was low decided to go light kind of was saying to myself to go light on friday and got some rain uh pre-workout in and then and then and that changed everything i felt strong everyone everything went heavier than usually smooth still was catching myself on the totems like well that's that's weird and ended up with going on the seated row because the leg extension as the last one was busy and as well went heavier than probably should and turning my head and lower back went like with the thunder uh lower back wasn't the issue the issue was super tight hamstrings and glutes and hips from all of it so lower back just got charged with overload because other things wasn't doing the stuff so i learned my lesson once again Hmm. however what changed from previous years what i noticed i didn't went to the physio whereas i got before advice you lie down don't move too much and let it pass the pain away so don't abuse that part don't lift and i think it's quite bullshit you think i think you should recover actively increase blood flow 100 obviously if, you, if the movement is pain free don't you do yourself damage but i started to do a little routines on the ground to move those uh muscle groups and work throughout work around them to increase the blood flow a little bit stretch them out and it actually helps big time in two days i was back in the gym again lightly really lightly uh actually it was stretching weight way more because those quads i tried to grow them somehow and i was being lazy to stretch them and yeah they got too tight they're strong but tight they doesn't does the function anymore flexibility disappears and it's it's a no-go like you have to roll it out i have to stretch it out so i've been working on that and that helps a lot of i feel i'm back almost in a week i still let's say explosive movements and something would feel in that glued bit but i'm i did leg session lighter yesterday uh hip thrusts rdls with the trap bar and then and then it was fine yeah no pain 
uh, again didn't load a heavy almost half weight not really a little bit heavier than half weight but some 60 70 percent maybe from what mm -hmm. i would work and th that helps usually a lot of like yeah uh walking any type of blood flow inc increase in the body will help you with the recovery big time uh, obviously dumbly don't jump keep pushing weights because you're gonna lose something if you have to take time off take i did, took two days off lying one uh, <laughs> but <laughs> one. Uh, but 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 yeah I, I didn't do a lot of after it was just more so i got spin class and i couldn't do that one actually uh did just a seated low steady state and it all worked out throughout the week well i didn't need it, no painkillers anything because mm. the pain from the beginning was really crazy couldn't move uh took painkiller yeah yeah but had injuries in sort of like fitness instructor profession i think even more so than with the personal trainers if you do classes you have to perform them let's say if you are a body pump teacher yeah or if you are a spin instructor okay you can go lighter there but you have to still do something if you get injuries like knee, back, shoulder, yeah, I remember how many times I injured my elbow or shoulder or back was hurt. Yeah. You know, even from overstretching, my back was pretty tight. I was doing lots of classes and even in body balance when I was teaching the yoga style exercises, I overstretched my back and eventually pulled it. Ooh. So my recommendation as well, if you have a very tight lower back, try not to go for 100% stretch. You yes. know, warm it up, stretch, activate the muscle, make sure the muscle is more supple first. So you can go like through stages, like first stages, go comfortably. Maybe 15 seconds later, pull a little bit further. Maybe we can do it one more time, then reset again, re you know, try to move your back a little bit and then yeah. you try it again. So that way I think it's easier to not to cause yourself an injury. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes even with niggles and pains, we still train, sometimes even very hard, you know, which... Oh yeah, no, absolutely. You have to, there have to be, you have to learn to listen to your body, what is niggle and what is pain, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. those niggles might be, it's nothing. You, you don't, body, don't, I don't think it's body. Like, I think we, we think we are really, people have that perception that they would be really um, aesthetically, how to say, balanced out that both sides is the same, everything's function like a machine, like as we are human being, we have two arms. We have everything different lengths, it just looks similar enough. And everything's like left side is weaker than the right one throughout the years, it's been strengthened more. So there's tightnesses in the body, so we're not straight, one shoulder is higher, one hip is lower, one feet is longer, one... Every, every, every kind of, everyone is individual and everyone is a bit different. So have to listen to your body when you train and understand once it's pain and once it's and everybody's pain tolerance would be different and throughout the years if you learn there was like for someone who something would be pain for me would be like yeah it wouldn't it's normal should, state of it's like it isn't that supposed to be like all the time like that you're training <laughs> obviously you're moving some heavy weights obviously there will be some type of sensation in the muscle yeah so some people will get really scared of that i was like oh no, no my yeah. it's something hurt i think difference like, difference is the chronic pain and different is the acute sort of injury that you you knew you did something yeah hard yeah like something popped like ouch my back you know you could almost feel the snap the yeah, sharp yeah, feeling in your back yeah then you you know you pulled something more severely than just waking up with a sore back because 
you were sleeping in a weird position or whatever. Or you did deadlifts last night and now you're stiffer and it's like, oh my god, back pain. It's like, no, because the back is stiffness. tired. Yeah, right? you was working it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We worked it like any other muscle gets stiff and tired from doing, so the lower back gets. Sometimes, you know, like for me, the lower back is being quite a long time, you know, the, the issue. Yeah. And every time I start to do more squats, heavier squats or deadlifts, it just kind of gradually gets more painful. Yeah. Yep. I, I still don't pretend I know everything. And I always try to discuss with uh, physiotherapists and massage yep. uh, therapists and just give them, get, get some information from them so I can learn. Because if I can understand my own back, I can understand my client's back more. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the main thing, I don't pretend I know. If I try a few approaches on myself or even on clients, and if they don't work, I just say, look, try, try a proper physio. Yeah. You know? And they might have more experience knowing how oh, absolutely, these yeah. mechanisms works. And usually, like, I got advice, which is, you know, keep strengthening your back, keep doing back extensions, which basically is the first exercise that gets me the most pain. Yeah. And it's likely that the muscle is tight, therefore it becomes weak. When I'm using the lower back and I'm trying to do back extensions, the weakness is means that earlier it gets tired and painful. So yeah, with like, the lower back, I would usually look into the our hips and glutes doing them job, and what's the story with the core? Because that's the opposite side what holds you. Not always. It's like I know it's like a standard. Oh, your core is weak. Is opposite side doesn't cause. Might be not. Might be hips and glutes because they're not holding your base where it is, and then next in a chain goes the lower back takes the load and it just gets overloaded it's not weak it just too much work. lower part doesn't does does a job glutes is maybe, like too maybe, weak maybe does too much job already yeah no it's like let's say for a lot of men would be like underactive glutes just they're mm -hmm. not training it they're just like oh that's for girls and something's like well yeah you have back issues it was like yeah, yeah. you haven't what, what you have right. done to strengthen those glutes nothing really and then you're getting shying away from it and then you as you said you squat and your back wouldn't go your knees caves in or your sh hip shifts to the side and that you lean too much forward because your steel glutes wasn't wouldn't be doing the job and then you have to check maybe mm -hmm. it's like calves tight uh, ankle mobility quads tight a, lo a lot of things what was just out it's not you you can't make one call and it's fits everyone yeah and I, I find that you know body's complex complicated in a way and even if you ask three physios, they kind of give you different recipe because it's, uh, depending it's so, on them, uh, it's so complex knowledge and experience. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it's it's like you know, you first go to a doctor with injury. I, I've seen it before with clients that you know, someone with a sore knee, limping literally. A lady that I trained she was 65, and in her profession, she was standing mostly in her job, and so. Her knee was really, really sore and she was working in hospital at surgeries, so she was like assisting and so she was in that environment where she could just ask and, you know, she went to one specialist and gives him, you know, painkillers. Yes. Second one basically suggests a brace for the knee to support it and third one kind of super suggested physio, you know, and then I started working with her and we realized she had very tight quadriceps she had very weak glutes as well and weak and tight the whole area there so we were working on a balancing exercise yeah single-legged exercise to build the strength in the leg and then releasing tension from from the quads by foam rolling 
and also stretching it. Yeah. And within like two weeks, she stopped limping and another few weeks she was getting really, really good. Then she stopped exercising again. Yeah. She kind of went for two months of just like, okay, I'm fine. Yeah. Came back again. It came back. Yeah, of course. And then same story again. We start to stretch more. We start to uh, form roll it, massage it out strengthening and it was getting better again yeah. so sometimes we have to have the threshold of doing enough to do the good work yeah before we can just ease off as okay it's fine now yeah before yeah. you can yeah. just take a break from and people rehabbing. are like that once it gets because we're getting fixed by the pill sometimes and it's like oh yeah that's easy and it's like pain is away it was like it doesn't fix any issue it just takes the sensation away and once you work out you still have the pain and it's like effort and it comes slowly and you're like this is expensive and it's like okay I'm, I'm getting better i'm fine yep and it's like keep doing that at home than on yourself i was like but you most likely will not because you're better now and people are like that once you are a little Everybody bit better you like just that. stop it i was like yeah. oh yeah grand me i'm the same i have to literally stretch my forearms my my, my glute my, my back and my quads have to be rolled out and stretched because getting too tight i'm trying to bounce them at least twice a week and they just doesn't do the job anymore then it's like cool i want progress with them somehow so i have to do that yeah yeah sometimes we just have to same way to plan the sessions training sessions same way we have to plan the shopping list food preparation so it's not just like you know do one thing it's just like complex habits we have per day yeah you know our duties like this has to be done this is kind of it would be great if it's done and this can wait so certain things, you know, like having time for yourself to fit in a little bit of exercise, especially listen to your body. Priorities. Priorities. Cook the foods that are nutritious for you and that doesn't cause you issues yeah. as well. And finding enough time to sleep so not to get distracted by watching TV for too long because then we're playing games and then, you know, you don't sleep enough and that all start to accumulate all these habits yeah. and can create you know how you feel basically or where you're going with your life because you know like in career you can basically progress you can start something new but if you're constantly too tired to do what you love to do and you go like oh, i'm too tired i'm gonna watch tv i'm too tired now i will not go to the gym i will not do the class so you kind of like I think the life force, the energy is super crucial to achieve things in your life and feel good because if you're burned out, it's a habit of not backing up. Mm. You you have that voice in your head. That that's what I've learned to build especially. You train, you build that with the training, not pulling out training, pushing through the sets. You you rest, you push, you rest, you push, you rest, mm -hmm. you push. Each each rep, each set is this repetition like this waves in the sea. It comes and then it goes. It comes mm -hmm. and then it goes. So that is the same as you go in that ice bath or in that cold sea. There will be I'm not calling it like everybody calling the bitch voice in your head, but trying to create different <laughs> scenarios, whatever is wrong, too big wind in my ears, I might get an ear infection, I was like, it's too cold, it was like, I'm, I'm short in time, whatever, just, just to don't do it. Once you learn to quiet it down and make things, make things happen and get it done, straight after you're like, what was that? <laughs> I was like, why? And, and you are doing that to yourself. He was like, what was that? 
was like, who, I think who, we should what was talk that? to a psychotherapist about I was like, this. What was that? <laughs> I was like, why I was trying to pull myself out of this? This is so fun, like straight after. And everybody goes through this voice in their head going through, ah, oh, this is too much. Oh, I don't want to do this anymore. And yeah, we get uncomfortable. We get a little psychotic every so often and try to back up back off from things we wanted to do you know like like you want to do something but as you go into it you talk yourself out of it sometimes i do it with hikes i'm driving i enjoy driving mm. and i come to the place let's say glendale it's like oh, it's too many people here i like mm. i really enjoy the driving i was so comfortable and then i literally in one minute i turn around and i keep driving for another two hours because i just talk myself out of it Mm. And I'm I'm sure like everybody's unique and special and uh, you know unique in their own way. So I know how that procrastination happens. So sometimes yeah we force ourselves to certain things, certain activities, but sometimes we really talk ourselves out of it. So I think it's just a practice of doing it small, get get yourself into the right mood. We like to overthink. Yeah. Overanalyze. Shut up and do it, yeah. Yeah, just shut up and do it, yeah. And especially Basically. if the things in the morning, let's say, same would be, mm. I'm gonna go, for me, would work only early hike until nobody's there. And I wanna win that golden hour before sunrise, before anybody hits the road. I'm there already, but there is always some crazier person like you go there. It was like, damn, I thought it's five o'clock. I'm here first when there's someone else. I'm like, you're not alone. He wants to be first. Yeah. And then it is a matter of planning it whether that day before and get being ready in the morning because in the morning you don't not able to think too much i am not i just have to act so i'll just press and go and then everything just flows once you're halfway it was like okay i'm, I'm already awake and i'm already there if i start to think and get ready in the morning mm, i'll be big yeah. time late but you are self-driven and when I had the podcast with Christina, she says like, if you want to start something new, just do it with someone. And then I was listening to it again, and, and I was like, it actually makes sense. That's why people hire personal trainers. Don't do it on your own. Get a company for your gym. Uh, accountability. Accountability. So a lot of clients, like I had someone who was like 74, he was still running his business, and um, his name is Michael, and he, was doing like mostly upper body because he was going through both hips replacements, both knees replacements. So like I was training with him a couple of years and like there was always either one hip was about to be replaced yeah. and the other knee was about to be replaced and the other knee to be replaced. And and so we didn't really train legs too much, yeah. you know, because he just didn't, he didn't want to didn't wanna train it. So for yeah. half an hour we were doing upper body very easy yeah. machine-based workout and, and I was getting bored. Yeah. I was feeling like if I'm not doing something more cool, challenging more challenging yeah. i'm not doing my job properly yeah so i was kind of questioning myself if you know if i'm needed there yeah if i'm not just like using him for just like income but and i said like oh michael do you you know i i just feel like you don't even need me here because it's just you can do this on your own easily and he said although without you i wouldn't be here so that's yeah, it. he just like was like I know I wouldn't be doing even yeah. bother to come. Yeah, so for yeah. some people it is to have a coach, trainer, a company. If the money is not an issue, it's a good thing when people can afford it and and commit to it because yeah. we all know what we should be doing. 
Yeah. So that I find in many ways as a as a trainers we are the companies there. Yeah. Big to time. supervise them, to give them some challenge, give them some progression. But some people just want to do, you know, the 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 average, the moderate type of exercises and 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 levels. But they just want to do it long term. Yeah. And if like. You want to be, as I said to them, I'm always saying, I'm going to push you to your edge. You tell me when it's too much. I was like, if it's too much, if, if, I'm like, always, if we didn't puke today, it's a good day. <laughs> and it didn't happen to Danny last time he did, but he was something, he ate something a bit too early before the training. So, oops, got, yeah, didn't digest well. Sometimes happens when you're you giving him that sled, right? I did him the sled, yeah, and then he got <laughs> sick before the sled, though. He got what he got, trap bar deadlifts, yeah, so pulled the soul out of him. We went a little bit heavier, because those as well as like compound movement, obviously full body. Bending put pressure on the stomach. Yeah, but again, something would have to be done, and then it's like, just some, sometimes there's, those, there's all of those sessions not going to be the same, you're not going to feel the same, you're not going to full digest the same, and yeah. You take them as they come, and if we need to pull back, we're pulling back. And either or way was like, if, if, if they're getting dizzy and something, I ain't gonna push them that they pass out. Sometimes they said, it was like, no, 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 let's go there, let's go there. I was like, cool, your call. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I was like, you look a little bit green. I was like, no, no, it's good. I want to get this done today. I was like, fine. And they say fine, it was after. It's just like, yeah, I was getting sick food was coming up, but like, it was fine. I was just... And it goes with the time away. Sometimes when people start to the, the gym, the density is too high, heart rate goes up, and you would get a side effect. Yeah, obviously. It happens. Yeah. I've seen it before. Yeah. But yeah, very rarely though. It depends how you push the person, how they feel. I think usually when they overheat and like whatever it is, lack of fresh air and all the overheating and complex exercises yeah. the heart rates some people don't handle it well yeah, yeah sometimes they would eat uh, something too fatty it wouldn't digest so well because the fat would slow down digestion yeah. and that would come in it was like oh hey two hours before but this all is still here and i feel it's heavy i'm like yeah should think about those foods what you're having prior to training after fine yeah but before that yeah before that uh, do you have any plans for today today i'm Outer actually just gonna podcast. do another uh spin class I oh, do nice. a couple of covers uh today and and tomorrow so i'm actually supposed to have easy day i was planning a yeah. hike eventually you came so i canceled my hike, hike yeah and i actually here. prefer hiking in kind of more like colder Weather. weather yeah well when it's not too hot when it's not too sunny and too hot because yeah. i find it a little more comfortable when it's a bit cloudy and it's like i don't know more four, dramatic four, look 14 degrees rather than 20. oh yeah in ireland 20 degrees feels quite warm yeah and like 14 15 is a good temperature for yeah. for hikes yeah if it's not too big wind it's pretty comfortable but yeah so um, i'm just looking forward to the next class to the spin class and you know like there's something cool about teaching classes it it gets me the adrenaline it gets me the buzz i like the feedback from people and i like the music i like the pump yeah you know like now we are indoors again so the sound sound system is much more powerful yeah you have this kind of dark spin studio at david deloitte and 
I just love it. I just love it. And, and it's kind of like I challenge people, but I challenge myself as well. Yeah. You know, I know, you, I know you're going back to work soon. I'm going back to PB Feedbox in the heart of Swords. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Ben Connolly. Mm-hmm. Uh, colleague of mine, brother of mine. Yeah. We both there. Uh, small CrossFit based uh, gym mm-hmm. in the heart of Swords uh, in Applewood. And we have really small facility, but we have really good community. Uh, we have usually we have classes uh, up to six from three to six people at the same time. So I'm well able to look after them. And every day we have different workouts. So today we have lower body, one of my favorite ones. I'm banging mm-hmm. out with them. And yeah, building that booty, glutes, legs. And tomorrow gonna be I'm, I'm tomorrow I'm in town so tomorrow there is a Fitbit what is high intensity workout for for 45 50 minutes a lot of Tabata a lot of chippers a lot of different system based like where you get through skier you get through assault but you get mm-hmm. through air runner so a lot of like big calorie burning day on Wednesdays and then Thursdays I'm getting upper body again push pulling for them and more kind of covering hypertrophy stuff to try to slow down them those crossfitters because mm. uh, they've been used to work on time so form would fall out of the window a lot of time it's more so reps and time mm-hmm. rather than form so I'm trying to slow them down and make sure they moves well and use an actual muscle for the purpose to grow it a little bit and then to activate it properly to target yeah and then it was like oh i didn't know i can lift so heavy i didn't know it was like it's so sore next day it was like yeah it's like different sorenesses was like it was like and then it was like make sure they're getting proper nutrition to actually grow something in few months otherwise you can get stuck in that routine i'm sweating so much oh good boss i did 40 reps 30 reps, 20 reps, oh, I got so tired and I'm sweating and I'm breathing hard. I was like, yeah, you ain't gonna grow nowhere. <laughs> Sometimes I see, well, depends, yeah. Well, you know who, how who to motivate people. You're not yeah. going nowhere. <laughs> you're just not going nowhere. I know them, it's like, you ain't gonna, no, no buddy, but you ain't you know gonna, what? you're not gonna grow, like, really. I know, I know people t- say that to other people, trainers say that, but uh, everybody do does things for their own. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, what I mean is, like, there is certain energy systems being used, there's certain um, rep ranges and weights, what stimulates what's Muscle the growth. fastest way to yeah, get yeah. there and to get most out of it, knowing how much volume they put and work in a week. I'm yeah. trying to get them delivered that. I was like, okay, you will need to work on these and so much so you can, rather than hitting five sessions, just the high intensity stuff to get yourself in some type of shape for now to work for the summer, you would have to grow something, some muscle tissue. So we try to slow it down, actually Depends work on through the goals, that. Really. Yeah, and then maybe through after new year, programming might change once they grow something and decrease maybe calories. We, every six to eight weeks, we have a block where we change the programming, uh, strength comes in, then hypertrophy, I'm still keeping a little bit in and yeah, uh, and then and then and Ben was more covering all the CrossFit stuff, but a lot of yeah, a lot of lot of fun stuff there. We love community is really great. We have some around seventy, maybe now more, way more uh, people 
in in our gym but it's that's really small community uh, that's a really small gym it's like yeah, your yeah. room so you double kind of, size of your room so you kind of know all each other yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, Andres, uh, <laughs> it's turning into two hours. Yeah, but we're going to wrap it up today. And our video is going to cut very soon, so I <laughs> want to just close before it happens. Yeah. So, Andres, where can our listeners and uh, and viewers find you on social media? I'm obviously on Facebook, surname name, Saul Andres, and, or Saul Andres at PT. Uh, again, not crazily active there. Probably my Facebook is connected to Instagram at I C H S A U L E. And yeah. That's Ich Saule. Yeah, that's from <laughs> German, would be Ich. It means I. I. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It cool. somehow got stuck there, so it is a little <laughs> bit of. I was, I was studying German in school, yeah. There you go. And then, and then, and then, still, yeah. Uh, can check there always obviously you can see here on the podcast uh we will try maybe to throw in under I'll some information yeah control. and yeah could look up for it so any questions shout out now give us a shout give autos a shout uh maybe we can cover next time something about pictures about photo shoots as <laughs> you're doing photo shoots photo shoot prep if anyone's interested give auto a shout and we cover those co topics next time thank you so much yeah cool talk to you next Indeed, time enjoyed it thanks man <laughs>